0: The Jack Carson Show was a CBS radio situation comedy that ran from 1943 until 1947 with popular Hollywood character actor Jack Carson. You might remember him if I tell you that he played the cop in the movie Arsenic and Old Lace with Cary Grant and Raymond Massey. Now in his radio show he played a fictionalized version of himself as a none too bright movie star. Every week he dealt with strange friends, neighbors and relatives in his hectic life in Hollywood. Dave Willock, Carson's old vaudeville partner, played Jack's nephew who often took his uncle down a peg or two. While comedian Eddie Marr played Jack's press agent and Arthur Treacher, announcer and sidekick of Merv Griffin's TV show in the 1960s, played Jack's butler, a part he was well accustomed to playing. Irene Ryan, best known for her role as Granny on the Beverly Hillbillies, was also a cast member. Sponsored by Campbell Soup, the show was a big budget production and was given a prime time slot. As a side note, Jack Carson was six two and weighed 220 pounds, and because of his size, he got the part of uh, the character Hercules in a college production. During a performance, he tripped and took half the set with him. A college friend, Dave Willock, thought it was so funny, he persuaded Carson to team with him in a vaudeville act, Willock and Carson, and a new career began. The Jack Hassan radio show you're going to hear on this track is from February 5th, 1947 and is entitled Jack Hires a Bodyguard. This is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. And I am your host, John Lovering. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate your support.
1: That's what Campbell soups are mm, good. From Hollywood, the Campbell Soup Show, starring Jack Carson. Yes, listen to Jack Carson, Freddie Martin and his orchestra, Arthur Treacher, Jack's nephew Tugwell played by Dave Willock, little nine-year-old Norma Jean Nelson, Irene Ryan, and yours truly, Del Sharpe. Say, how'd you like a new, delightful start for a family supper at your house? Well, then serve Campbell's Chicken Gumbo Soup. You'll find the folks will cheer for this excitingly different chicken soup. They'll like the lively tang of red-ripe tomatoes, the delicate flavor of young okra, and the downright goodness of hearty chicken broth. There's fluffy white rice in it, too, and tender pieces of chicken, all gently seasoned with old-fashioned savory herbs. So tomorrow evening, why not perk up your favorite meal by serving Campbell's Chicken Gumbo Soup? To start it off right. Well, folks, last week, Jack received a strange telegram which stated that he had just 42 days left. Seven of those days are gone already, and the mystery gets thicker and thicker, so who knows what might happen to Jack Carson.
2: Isn't Uncle Jack down to breakfast yet, preacher? No, Master Tugwell. He'll be along in a minute. Your uncle hasn't been sleeping very well at night since he began receiving those threatening telegrams. Yeah, I wonder who could be sending them. You know, he got another one last night that says he has 35 days left. I know, and they're all signed by someone who calls himself the Mad One. I'm getting a bit alarmed at the way it's affecting Mr. Carson. Oh, is he very worried? Well, you know your uncle. Mr. Carson doesn't like to let on. It's bothering him, but now he's so nervous he doesn't seem to know what he's doing. Well... (laughs) What do you mean? Well, last night I went in to say goodnight to him, and he had his pajamas on backwards. Well, gee, anybody could have their pajamas on backwards. Yes, but he was taking a shower at the time. <laughs> oh, I do wish Mr. Carson would call the police and tell them the whole story. Oh, here's Uncle Jack now. Good morning, Mr. Carson. Good
3: morning, Tracher. Oh, hello,
2: Tagwa. How do you feel, sir? Feel? Fine. I'm all right. Fine. Well, I thought you might be, well, nervous. Nervous? Me nervous? <laughs> I should say not.
4: <laughs>
2: well, sir, hold your cup and I'll pour you some tea. Hold my cup? Okay. <laughs> well, what are you waiting for? Pour the tea. I will, sir, just as soon as I can catch you.
3: <laughs> I can't understand why that saucer keeps jumping around. Oh, Uncle Jack, you're shaking. I am not shaking. Look, the cup is steady now, isn't it? Oh, sure, but you're holding it down with your knee. Stop exaggerating. For everybody's information, I'm perfectly under control. Have some toast, sir. Here's the butter. Thank you. To, uh, to outward appearances, I might seem upset, but I'm not. I've got nerves of steel, and I'm... I'm as steady as the Rock of Gibraltar.
2: Yes. Mr. Carson, this is the toast over here. You're buttering the morning paper.
3: (laughs) Gee, I I did, didn't I? You you better scrape it off, too. Enough things have happened to vitamin Flintheart already.
5: Uncle Jack, why do you keep pretending you aren't scared by those telegrams?
2: Maybe this guy who calls himself the mad one is after your life. Yes, and the last telegram said you only have 35 days more. I can't see why you won't notify the police,
3: sir. I refuse to call the police. I will not have them think that I'm a fraidy cat, a coward, and a lily-livered weakling.
5: Well, those cops aren't so smart, Uncle Jack. Call them anyway. Maybe they won't find out.
3: (laughs) Tugwell, don't cast aspersions on my personal courage. If there's one thing, if I don't have any other qualities, I certainly am brave. Yes. (laughs) What do you mean, yes? When that burglar got in our basement, who was it who had the nerve to creep down the stairs and investigate? I did. (laughs) Yes, well, all right. But who was right in back of you? I was. You were in back of me. Well, you didn't want anybody to sneak up behind us, did you? (laughs) Regardless of that, there's no need to call in the police. As I told you before, Treacher, I've just about made up my mind to hire a bodyguard. And that will be enough
2: protection. Oh, that's fine, sir. I have already taken the liberty of engaging a friend of mine for that position. You did? Yes, sir. You've met him, sir. His name is Chumley. Chumley? Uh, You mean that moth-eaten English friend of yours who used to come around here when he was hungry? Oh, I'm afraid you underestimate (laughs) Chumley, sir. He's just the man for the job. He could shadow you and see that no one is following you. Hmm... And besides, he's quite handy with a shotgun because he's a great quail hunter. Treacher, so far I haven't noticed
3: any quails following me. No, it's just the opposite. Uncle
5: Jack is always following That'll me. That'll do, Tom.
3: <laughs> it's a different kind. Treacher, I, I don't know what you could have been thinking about to hire a broken-on character like Chumley. All he ever thinks about is eating. Whenever he comes over here, he spends
2: most of his time reaching into the icebox. Well, I didn't want to tell you before, sir, but I went ahead and asked Chumley to come over today. In fact, he's here now, sir. He's out in the kitchen. He is? Why don't you ask him to come in? I did, sir, but he can't get away at the moment. He's got one finger caught in the ice tray.
3: <laughs> oh, fine. Well, I'll go out there now and defrost him. Come on, Gratia. Tugwell, you, uh, you stay here by the phone. I'm, uh, I'm expecting a call. Okay. Fitcher, I, I appreciate you wanting to help me out, but if, if this Chumley is a bodyguard, then I am. Uh, well, here's the kitchen. I, I hope I catch
2: him eating. Oh, there you are, Chumley, old boy. You remember Mr. Carson, of course, don't
4: you? Oh, on on What?
2: He's British, you know. Yes, yes, I
4: know.
3: <laughs> I'll I'll handle this, feature. Look, Chumley. This jo- jo- this job of bodyguard is out. I don't need you, and you're fired right now.
2: Uh, what if I'll tell false although hot. He says you'll have to speak more distinctly, sir. He can't understand you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he
2: can't understand me. All right, you, then you tell him. Charmly, old fellow, Mr. Carson doesn't think you possess the necessary qualifications for the position of bodyguard. And under the circumstances, he will not be needing your services. Uh, What if I'm so all so hot? What did he say? He said the chicken in the icebox wasn't cooked long enough. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him to take that shotgun and go home, if he's got a home. Now, don't be hasty, Mr. Carson. Chumley told me he used to be chief guard for the Duke of Wickham back in England. Isn't that right, Chumley? i old old One day, when he was with the Duke's hunting party, sir, they were attacked by robbers. Chumley grabbed his shotgun and rushed into the fray. Bang,
4: well, bang!
2: What happened? Unfortunately, he shot the duke. <laughs> <laughs> but consider, sir, that Chumley, he, he'd work very cheaply. All he wants is 50 cents a day and his meals. Well, that is reasonable. Maybe I could put him on for a day or two. Ooh. Oh, good, sir. Now, Chumley, you're to keep an eye on Mr. Carson and see that no harm comes to it. Yes, and uh, we'll, we'll have some rules around here, Chumley.
3: From now on, you will not go to the icebox and eat us out of house and home. Well, what have you got to say to that? <laughs> Richard, you can give him his instructions. I'm going into the front room. Call well, the phone didn't ring, Uncle Jack. Donald, I, I was hoping that girl I met last
5: week would call. Oh, you mean that Tanya. Gee, she sure has acted mysterious. Yeah. I wonder
3: if she is connected with those threatening telegrams. She came into my life out of nowhere, and just when she was starting to tell me about herself down in that nightclub last week, she disappeared. And she's so... so beautiful, too. Hey, what's that? What? Uh, oh. <laughs> it's the door. <laughs> Tugwell. Tugwell, you go. Well, gee, why
5: are you scared to answer the door? Well, I'm, I'm not scared. I, I just take sensible precautions, that's all. Oh, okay, I'll go. Oh, hi there, Norma Jean. Hello. Where's Mr. Carson? The same place as yesterday. You mean... Yes. In the clothes closet behind
3: the laundry bag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hello, Norma Jean.
6: Why are you always in the closet, Mr. Carson?
3: The closet. Well, I, uh... He's hiding. Uh, Well, yes, yes, technically. But the reason I have to hide is to protect myself. You see, so many girls are crazy about me that... When the doorbell rings, I'm afraid it might be Ann Sherid trying to get in to overpower me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> why?
3: Mama he... <laughs> oh. oh, Jean, it's it's nice outside today. Why why don't you go out and play, huh?
6: Mr. Carson, what were you doing in the closet?
3: Oh, it's really, it's really not important at all. I was barely... Uh, he was in there because he was
5: afraid of somebody.
6: Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't believe that. I'll bet there's nobody in the whole world that Mr. Carson is afraid
3: of. Of course not.
6: <laughs> he certainly did one thing that was brave. He told me that he once captured a man-eating gorilla with his bare hands.
5: Uh, Norma Jean, I don't think uh, that... did well. he capture this gorilla?
6: Right outside Milwaukee
5: (laughs) Well, you see... Uh, Look, gorillas are only found in Africa What was this one doing in Milwaukee?
3: He made a wrong turn at the Gulf of Mexico (laughs) He was really on his way to Georgia Somebody told him the job was still open (laughs)
6: that, there was another time Mr. Carson was swimming in the Milwaukee River, and he killed a whale.
3: He did that with his bare hands, too. Well, not entirely with my bare hands, Norma Jean. I had a BB gun in my bathing suit.
5: (laughs) Well, if anybody wants me, just knock on my door and ask for Peter Rabbit.
3: (laughs) Oh, that Tugwell is such a cynic. Excuse me, honey, there's the phone. Gee, I I hope it's Tanya. Hello?
7: Hello there, Jack.
3: Oh, hello. Gee, I'm glad you called, Tanya. This, uh, this is Tanya, isn't it?
7: Yes. How did you know? Oh,
3: I I could tell by the telephone. (laughs) You've got the only voice that makes the receiver throw its arms around the mouthpiece.
7: (laughs) Oh, you're really so sweet. But, Jack, I called to explain why I disappeared last week from the nightclub.
3: Well, it, it was kind of mysterious. What, uh... What happened, Tanya?
7: Oh, I, I cannot tell you over the phone. Meet me tonight where the park begins at the corner of Sycamore and Broad Street at eight thirty. But Tanya. Sycamore and Broad Street, eight thirty. Goodbye. Yeah, but Tanya. Uh, hello,
3: hello, hello. Oh darn it! She hung up. I wonder why everything is so secretive. Gosh, there's there's somebody at the door. Uh, honey, honey, look look through the little window, and see who it
1: is, will you?
6: All right. It's Mr. Sharpe. Uh,
1: oh. <laughs> Come in. Hello, Jack. Hello, Norma Jean.
6: Hello. Hi,
1: Dell.
6: Well, I've got to be getting back to my house, Mr. Carson. Goodbye. Okay,
1: honey. See you later. So, long. Say, Jack, you look kind of worried. Are you still getting those weird telegrams about the number of days you have left? Yes, yeah, yes, I've received a few more, Dell. but I'm not worried.
3: It takes more than that to worry a Carson. I, I just I just laugh at those wires. I mean, really, I just laugh at them. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: well, Jack, uh, even if you aren't concerned I, I've been thinking about this mystery And I think you need some protection Oh, I, I hired a bodyguard Well, yes, Jack, but I brought you something You can carry around to protect yourself with You mean a revolver? Oh, better than that A Tommy gun? Oh, better than that Oh, what is it, though? What is it? It's a can of Campbell's chicken gumbo soup <laughs> A can of Campbell's chicken gumbo soup? Well, yes, Jack. One taste and people forget about everything but that savory, delicious flavor. It carries them back to old New Orleans where Campbell's got the recipe. Rich chicken stock, fluffy white rice, sun-ripened tomatoes, young green okra, and tender pieces of chicken. Mmm, good. So I figured if you happened to meet up with this killer, you could offer him a bowl of Campbell's chicken gumbo and then he wouldn't be mad at you anymore. Oh, gad, man, what an idea! <laughs> Why don't I think of those things? Well, sure, Jack. Campbell's Chicken Gumbo is a chicken soup that's excitingly different.
3: Now, you don't know what you've done for me. Why, if I can carry a can of it in my pocket, it'll solve everything. I can see it all right now. I'm going along a dark street, see? And suddenly this man-fiend jumps at me out of an alley. He knocks me down, jumps on me, grabs me by the throat and starts to strangle me. I'm gasping for breath. But just before I lose consciousness, I look up at him and I say, Please, you're smashing my gumbo. <laughs> That, uh, that takes care of the killer, Dell. but there's also a mysterious woman in this case, too, you know.
1: Oh, well, don't worry, Jack. The same technique will work with her, because women everywhere agree that Campbell's Chicken Gumbo is a real treat. Be sure and stock up on it tomorrow. Oh, I will, Dell. I surely will. I say, Jack, I wouldn't worry too much about this mystery. I'm sure it'll turn out all right. Oh, I hope so, Dell. So long. Well, if I'm going to meet Tanya tonight at 8.30, I'd better wear a different suit.
3: Let's see now. She might like the blue one with a pinstripe. I think it's hanging here in this closet. Uh, have it all positive, what? Yeah, look, Chunley, I know you're supposed to follow me around, but don't overdo it.
1: One of the day's top tunes. First introduced on the air November the 13th by Freddie Martin with Stuart Wade and the Martin men. Managua, Nicaragua. Tropic ports. I might include even a Brooklyn. If you're ever feeling out of sorts, I'd like to recommend a look. In Managua, Nicaragua, what a wonderful spot. There's coffee and bananas and the temperature hot. So take a trip and on a ship we're sailing away across the aqua to Managua, Nicaragua, only.
4: Ship goes sailing away across the agua to Managua, Nicaragua.
5: Did any more of those telegrams come for you? Uh, No, and and please don't bring up that subject, Tugwell. Oh, okay, but I've been thinking. What? If you get bumped off at the end of 35 days... Well,
3: don't say that. Nobody's going to bump me. I I mean, no. Nothing's going to happen.
5: Well, it might. You and I were planning to go on a picnic in
3: April.
4: (laughs) Yes, yes. yes.
5: Well, by then, the 35 days will be out. Will you stop
3: talking about it, Tugwell? Well,
5: I have to find out, Uncle Jack. I gotta know whether I should pack one or two
4: sandwiches.
3: (laughs) Tugwell, you're merely adding a lot of
2: mystery to something that isn't mysterious at all. Mr. Carson, the boy is right. It is something to worry about. Can't you see that this Tanya woman might be connected with the whole thing? Traitor, Tanya is
3: a lovely, beautiful girl. I don't think there's anything strange or secret about her.
2: And why did she blow out the candle when you were with her in the nightclub? Why did she disappear in the dark and never come back? Yes,
5: I... I can't understand that.
2: Well, neither can I.
5: All the other girls get away by pretending they're going to the powder room.
3: Is that so? Well, Tanya is going to meet me at Sycamore and Broad
2: Street and explain the whole thing. If I don't want to keep her waiting, I'd better start right now. Well, I'm convinced that this Tanya woman is just a decoy to lead you into a trap. I wouldn't go if I were you. Sir. Oh nonsense! Well, nevertheless, I shall instruct Chumley to shatter you, just for B- protection. Look, look! I do not want Chumley following. But so you don't see, Now, to you real. heard
3: me. I want to be alone with Tanley. You can understand that.
2: I'll see you later. Your uncle is so foolhardy. He doesn't realize he might be up against the most sinister criminal influences in the city. Gee, do you think so?
5: Hey, maybe he is in danger. Gosh, I hate to think of Uncle Jack matching wits with the smartest brains of the
2: underworld. Yes, he'd have a rough go if you're up against little Abner. <laughs> well, I'm afraid the time has come to do something, Master Tuggle, and I have a plan. Do you know the corner of Sycamore and Broad Streets? For oh, sure. Good. I think I'll enlist the cooperation of Miss Ryan, too. I will call her right now. <laughs>
3: This is the corner, all right but I don't see Tanya anyplace It's a park, just like she said huh, certainly is a foggy night I can't understand why it should be so foggy But then maybe this is outside The Los Angeles city limits <laughs> I'll sit down on this bench here and.
7: Hello, Jack uh,
3: Oh, hello, Tanya. <laughs> where, uh, where did you come from?
7: I've been waiting here in the shadows Tanya, you should never be in the shadows.
3: You're, you're too beautiful.
7: Oh, you say such nice things. But <laughs> you're <is> so lovely. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that uh, that perfume you're wearing, it, it's so arresting. What is it?
7: It is called hypnotism. They say if a man breathes it, he becomes hypnotized and a woman may do anything with him that she wishes.
3: Well, <laughs> I didn't intend to fight very far hard anyway. <laughs> but Tanya, you don't know how glad I am to be here with you alone. At last, I can learn something about you.
7: Yes, I know my actions have seemed mysterious to you, but it all can be explained very easily. You see, I well, was well, just. Oh
5: well. Hello, Uncle Jack. Fancy meeting you here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Tugwell Tugwell, where on earth did you come from?
5: Me? Oh, I just happened to be coming by here on my way home from the library
3: (laughs) Tugwell, the library is exactly seven miles in the other direction In order to come by here on your way home, you you would have had to walk clear across Glendale Oh, I did And I never want to go
5: through that again (laughs) That's a rough trip after
3: nine o'clock, no sidewalks.
7: <laughs> who is this, Jack?
3: Oh, uh, this is my nephew, who is just on his way home. Aren't you, Tugwell? Oh, no. I'm in no hurry. <laughs> uh,
5: I'll just sit down here on the bench and read my book.
4: <laughs>
3: Tugwell, you know as well as I do that it's too dark to read here.
5: Oh, that's all right. I brought a fra- flashlight. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I certainly hope that we don't disturb you and your fresh life.
5: No, no, I, I won't be here long. It's only a 14-day book.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Tugwell, when we get home, you and I will make a short trip to the woodshed, and I promise you okay, that... All... Okay,
5: okay, if, uh, if you don't want my company, I'll go.
3: I can take a hint. Fine. Good night, Tugwell. Good night. <laughs> Well, he's, uh, he's gone, Tanya. Now we are alone again. Go ahead with your story.
7: Well, I lived for years on the continent. Mm-hmm. It was the usual social world. Winters at Beirut, summers on the Riviera. Ah, it is charming there. <sighs> you lie on the sand and feel that cool wind from the Mediterranean. Do you have a cool wind in Milwaukee?
3: Well, on certain days, there's a wonderful breeze that blows in from the brewery. <laughs> Go on, this is this is very interesting.
7: Well, I, I I'm just a bit chilly in the night air. Do you think I would be warmer if you sat closer to me?
3: Wow, well, I, I was thinking of sitting closer to you, but I didn't want to bruise you with the key ring in my vest. <laughs>
7: After that, I came to this country, and nothing very exciting happened until the other night when I met you.
3: Oh, golly. (laughs) You know, what I mean is... (laughs) Well, well, my uh, goodness. Huh?
8: Look who's sitting here on the bench. Good evening, Mr. Carson.
3: Oh, hello, Miss Ryan. What are you doing clear over in this part of town?
8: Oh, I was just taking a walk. Sometimes a little walking helps my rheumatism.
3: Oh, yes. Uh, Tanya, this is Miss Ryan.
7: Uh, How do you do?
8: Good evening. Well,
3: good night, Miss Ryan. See you again sometime, eh?
8: Yes. (laughs) My rheumatism has been acting up lately. (laughs) I think I'll sit down and rest. Oh, my aching back. (laughs) Don't you feel well? Oh, I guess I'm about as well as could be expected. I try to be cheerful, but I keep having those pains all the time Yes,
3: well, we were just sitting all here All
8: kinds of them <laughs> Jumping pains, sharp pains, dull pains, traveling pains
3: Yes, well, we were just sitting here And now I
8: have a with... new one <laughs> It's a shooting pain
3: yeah, Miss Ryan, Miss Ryan, you always had shooting pain
8: Yes, I know But it seems like lately their aim is getting better <laughs>
3: Well, you, you have gained some weight recently. Maybe now you've got a better target. Or no, no, I mean... I mean, it was nice to see you, Miss Ryan. And now, why why don't you run along home and see what's cooking on your heating pad?
8: Oh, I can't do that. Mr. Treacher said I wasn't to let you out of my sight. What? Oh, oh what did I say? My goodness, I wasn't supposed to let
3: you Oh, out. so that's it. You and Tugwell just happened along to spy on me. I wish Treacher would quit meddling. I'm perfectly capable of taking care of myself. Come on, Tanya. We'll find another spot where we can be alone. Here. This is a secluded place. It's dark, too. Nobody will find us here.
7: Jack, I do not like all this business of people spying on us. I thought you trusted me.
3: But I do trust you, Tanya. Believe me, there won't be any more interruptions.
7: All right. But if any more funny business happens... I will go, and you will never see me again. Oh, don't
3: say that, Tanya. You're the most wonderful
7: girl I ever met. Ah, I wish I could believe that. But I'm sure you must have said that to many, many beautiful women.
3: Uh, yes, yes, that's true. There have been oodles of gorgeous girls in the past, but they didn't mean anything to me. I spurned their attentions. And cad that I was, I left them crawling there at my (laughs) garters. But in those days, I was fickle. With me, it was just too, l'amour, toujours l'amour. And back to l'amour for some more toujours.
7: All right, Jack, if you mean what you say, let us prove that we trust each other by sealing it with a kiss.
3: Uh, a kiss?
7: Yes. What are you waiting for?
3: Well, it's a little foggy here. Could, could, could you send out a little radar so I can come in on the beam? <laughs>
7: close to me. Come close to me. Oh, oh wait a minute. What was that? I, I heard the noise like something snapping.
3: Snapping? That was just my Adam's apple.
7: No, 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 no. It, it is over there in the bushes. There is someone moving. Oh, it is probably another one of your spies. That settles it, Jack. Goodbye. No, no, Tanya. Wait. Wait a minute.
3: Oh, darn it. I don't even know which way she went in this fog. Gee, those bushes are still moving. Maybe this whole thing was a trap. Maybe the killer is lurking in those bushes right now. Well, I'll I'll have to bluff him out. All right, you and there. I've got a gun trained on you, and if you don't come out by the time I count three, I'll start blasting. One, two. I'm not you Oh, that does it.
1: Jack Carson will be back in just a moment. Say, I'd like to remind you again of a soup that's more and more families are adding to their list of favorites. It's Campbell's Chicken Gumbo Soup. Well, just you sit your family down to this grand dish, and I believe they'll ask for it often. For it brings them the traditional good cooking of old New Orleans, adapted to modern tastes. To make this excitingly different chicken soup, Campbell's used time-honored standbys of fine Creole kitchens. Red-ripe tomatoes, succulent young okra, fluffy rice, and tender pieces of chicken. Blending them with savory herbs in a rich chicken stock. So give your meals an appetizing southern accent and start them off with Campbell's Chicken Gumbo Soup. Ask for it at your grocer's tomorrow.
4: Mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm, good.
1: That's what Campbell's Soups
3: are. Mm-hmm, good. This is Jack Carson urging you to join us again next Wednesday. Right now, I'll be seeing you the Frank Sinatra show in about a half an hour. Good night. Frank
4: american
1: Spaghetti. hey. Franco-American, F-A, Franco-American, F-A, Franco-American, back at your grocers again. Franco-American spaghetti is back. America's favorite, the spaghetti with the extra good sauce. Ready cooked to give grand good eating, but quick. Get a can of Franco-American spaghetti. F-A,
4: Franco-American, back
1: at your grocers again.